Welcome to Confused Immigrants, the podcast where I, uh, internationally unknown comedian, writer and filmmaker uh, Pablo Saura, interview my immigrant friends about their experience in this country. So today we have a bit of a special uh, episode uh, because my guest doesn't res uh, reside in the UK uh, like most of my other guests uh, do. Uh, my guest today uh, originates from Ukraine. Um, but she ended up moving to sunny Spain um, when she was 11. Um, she's a prolific young actress and writer working internationally and she happens to be my childhood friend. Uh, please welcome to the show, Karina Kolokolchikova. Yay, thank you. So yeah. excited to be here. Such an honor, such a privilege. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm a bit nervous. Are you really? I really do want to fuck up your show. <laughs> I feel like I've already fucked it up myself. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a little bit, a little bit on the edge. We, um, we act, so we both grew up in Spain. I'm kind of like, I have questions, but I've, you have a lot of questions. I know we're not going to get, through, we're not going to get through all of them. Okay. Uh, uh, but so we grew up, we kind of grew up together in Spain. I call you my childhood friend, even though we were already teenagers when we met. But yeah, I think we were about 16-ish. Right, right, right. Yeah. But for some reason, I call you my childhood friend. That's childhood. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, so we we both kind of grew up in Spain, like, um, I mean, we both did. Um, so we, we only, we're used to speaking Spanish with each other yeah. only. This might be the, the only literal, time. the first time, I think, we're having like a full conversation in English. Yes, literally. it's like forbidden to speak English to each other. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. We can say some, like, some words sometimes, but like not a full-on conversation. Right. Does it so feel, weird. is there anything that feels wrong about it? Like It's, just, like, it's just really weird because we always used to speak in Spanish and like you also have a British accent and I have an American accent. Right, right, right. It's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, um, so I was, well, this is going to be very off-topic when it comes out because it's not going to come out until like March or something. Um, but um, this is coming out in March. Probably. But, I what, if we're, what if we're not friends anymore? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, my, I'll just edit like my formerly my friend. My yeah. friend. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was watching um, White Lotus that you know I was watching because yeah. you watch it as well, and I was thinking the the main two actors like the guy who plays Cameron and the guy who plays Ethan. Yeah. They're both English, mm -hmm. but they're playing American. Mm-hmm. And they, I, 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 I'm seeing a scene where I'm seeing a scene where they're sitting across the table and they're talking to each other in an American accent. I'm thinking like they have to think this is so dumb. It's like so none weird. of us is yeah. American. Yeah, I can also anyway. speak with a British accent if you want to, if you're more comfortable. It, it's, uh, it's it's up to you. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, and this is kind of like by your oh, okay. So I prepared for the podcast. Like I read a bit of. About your like official biography because it's so yeah. different from my real one. <laughs> You're like, well, why did you do all this? This is such a I, lie. Well, I realized like oh, this is such. I'm gonna say it because this, say is, it, this is the mark of like such a bad friend. Mm -hmm. But preparing for the podcast, I realized I don't know the name of your hometown. Oh, so okay. I have to look it up. I know now. I know that you. Were, <laughs> I'm reading it. I know that you were born in a. You you're from a town in Ukraine called. Uh, the thing is, Pablo, recently I didn't even know what my town's name was. Because they changed it. Because they changed it. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Come somewhere. My mom was like, no. Come somewhere. That's, that's yeah, not how it's called it anymore. Yeah. Because recently, with all the events and everything, they changed everything Soviet Russian ish into more Ukrainian. Right. So, Komsomolsk is a Russian word and it's it comes from Komsomolsi, which was like the adolescents and teens that believed in Stalin and communism. Yeah. So they changed it to Horeshny Plavni, which is a Ukrainian two words, which yeah. means something that I do not know right now. But it's poetical and beautiful. Yeah. That does yeah. actually. So that's really interesting because I I hope like you don't mind if, if we talked about this on the podcast. If you do, we can edit it. But like what about what, what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pre pre uh, facing what I'm about to say. Pre um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So when I met you, um, when we were like 15, 16, and we were hanging out, like you, for a long time, I'd like for a good like six, seven years, correct me if I'm wrong, you self-identified as Russian. Exactly, yes. Because it was too complicated. Because to, to... Like, I don't want to offend the Spanish people. It's not like if I would say Ukraine, they... But, but yes, if it, I would say Ukraine, they wouldn't know where to put it on the map. Yeah. Like many, most of the people maybe would, depending on where you are. But usually if you say Ukrainian, people yeah. get confused. So before pre, pre-war pre events, for us, it was as if it's the same. Yeah. Russian and Ukrainian. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, that's really interesting. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, does it feel like, does it feel to you like even before the war, even like when we were like 15, there were different connotations between Ukraine and Russia, like in the in the imagination of Spanish honestly, people? Honestly, no. No? No. Oh, interesting. Uh, honestly, I just think that they wouldn't know what and where Ukraine is. Because I remember once in the supermarket, I would, I when we just began living here, my mom and I would say, we're Ukrainian. And a girl was like, oh, that's just below Ecuador. And we're like, no, so far away. So we were like, Russia. And people are like, oh, so vodka, funny. bears, Stalin, bear, I get North. it, I get it. Oh, we know where you're from. I and also it. because at that, at that point of our life and before the war, like people would speak very openly Russian in Ukraine. Yes, because yes. so many towns were like, Russian native-ish, you know, and nice. in my own town, we all spoke Russian. I didn't know that. now, because now many people are so, well, they're really, logically, they're very angry, they're very upset about everything that's happening, and they're going back to their roots sure, and sure, reconnecting sure. with their own language. Yeah. But before, because it was like all the same, you know, yeah, now yeah, you go yeah. and many people in Moldova, in Latonia, and Latvia, they speak Russian, many people, yeah. you know. But now people with all the late events are focusing on speaking Ukrainian, like learning well their own language. If they don't, if they come from a town that doesn't speak Ukrainian. Yeah. And in my hometown, like my parents, my grandparents, everybody would speak Russian. Yeah. And now many of those people in France uh, prefer to go back to Ukrainian. Yeah, I had no, so I assumed because I knew when when I knew that you grew up speaking both Russian and Ukrainian. Russian only. Only Russian. I don't speak Ukrainian. I assumed it was bec- so because one of your parents is Ukrainian. Your my mom, mom is Ukrainian. Yeah, my dad is Russian. Yeah. I assume because you like I, in my head it was like oh it's like a it's like a bicultural bilingual no, household. like my mom. Her parents, they spoke Ukrainian, but all my dad's line was Russian, so they spoke Russian. And when I was growing up, we were only speaking in in Russian in my home. Like, I understand Ukrainian, I can read it, but I would have to, like, find the words to speak it properly. That's so interesting. Yeah. I want to know as well, like, um, so does that mean, I feel like you might have told me this before, but... It's okay, I'll repeat it. Yeah, for the, you know, for the listeners. Yeah. Um, so, like, do, is it like, is it like your mom's side of the family, most of them are in Ukraine, mm-hmm. your dad's side of the family, do you have family in Russia as well? The thing is, my dad's parents came from Urales, the, the mountains Urales, I don't know okay. what it's called in English. Sure, we'll find yeah. it, and yeah. I will do it You will edit insert, it just yeah. on top of my work. The Urals extend for more than 2,000 kilometres from the Arctic Ocean in the north to Kazakhstan. Yes, yeah, yeah. put the correct we'll pronunciation. Inside, yeah. yeah, but so they came to Ukraine. So my dad's side is from Ukraine, Russia, but he was born in Ukraine. Right, you know? right, right. So are they like like? Uh, but he does have family in Russia. Sure, sure. You know, and right now, uh, my aunt she lives in Russia, and she's married to a Russian general, and she now, unfortunately, is not connected to anybody in my family and. Yeah, yeah and we don't speak to her she doesn't speak to us like it's a diplomatic relationship because now she identifies as russian and she is uh, and she you know she's pro putin she's pro war she's pro all that you know so it's really weird she she actually changed her last name on facebook to her russian surname and she disconnected from her kids well her kids from her because they're in ukraine and she's just like um you know negating everything that's happening in ukraine and just you know the monkey emoji is like, I don't hear, I don't see it. And everything that you're telling me is happening in my country is a lie. So, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's normal with wars. They separate families and friends. And Yeah. I mean, it's it's so easy to say, like, it's normal. It's what happens with wars. But it's like, 
Imagine just speaking about this two years ago. It's yeah. normal, you know, when you're getting bombed. Yeah. Fucking crazy. I know. It's just, yeah. but you have to normalize it because you will just be crying and depressed. Right? I know. I'm, I'm not, I like, know. I'm not joking about it because yeah. it's a very serious topic, but I do have to dissociate from it because the first months when I was so, like, on the news and writing articles and interviewing people and just, I like, remember you it was too, me. Yeah. too, too bad for me, like, psychologically. Yeah. So I have to be, like... I'm going to connect with my family, ask them how they are on a daily basis, but I can't read the news. Yeah, you know? no, of course, yeah. And I, I remember you texting texting me, like, um, a couple of times when, as you were reading the news, you were, like, basically retelling them to me and, like, and saying, like, I'm in shock, I'm crying, mm. etc. Like, of course, yeah, you need to set a boundary for your own mental health here, mm. because otherwise... Yeah. There are so many people that I know that are really focused every day, but I have seen how their personality and psyche has changed then. Like yeah. they became very, they're becoming like very, very dark and have like clinical depression yeah. because, but, but there comes a point that I do think that it's more healthy for your mental health to distance yourself emotionally from that because it takes such a big toll, you know, because it's your, it's the streets that you walk, like, when I see images from Kiev, it's like, I was there, I was here with my family, with their friends here, and just, like, people from my city sending me photos of, like, bombs that you can find, you know, that were, fell down from the sky, like, shellings and stuff, and it's just, like, that is, that's my country. That is that's fucked up to that's receive so weird, that. Yeah. You know, that's so, I don't know if weird is the word, but it's, like, yeah. If you would tell it's Russian bizarre, people, odd, yeah, yeah, and Ukrainian people that were always like brothers and sisters, like, oh, this is gonna happen in twenty twenty two. My dad always says that you would never fucking believe it. You would say that sci fi movie, that's impossible, you know. But yeah, that's what's happening now, and I hope maybe this year it will end eventually. Let's see. I mean, we can we we can only hope. Yeah, yeah I hope so. Um, do you know why? Do you know the reason why your parents? Because you left Ukraine with your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were, were you, like, two or something like that when you left for the first time? When I left for the first time Ukraine, I was six when we went to London. Right. We came back when I was eight. Oh, you came back. And then when I was 10-ish, 11-ish, we came here. Yeah. So, you, is it... Um, so, I'm assuming there was, a, there was an idea... For, like, your parents had an idea that they wanted out of Ukraine. Yeah. And they tried London, it wasn't sustainable, came back. And then there's this list tries In London, it's very difficult to obtain, to be legal, to right. be a legal immigrant. You know, it's very, it's very interesting how your views on politics change, you know, depending if you're like legal, illegal, because there's many, I would see debates online with people that are legal immigrants now and they're like, I'm against illegal immigration, <laughs> but because you have the papers, yeah. it's like, everybody has to do it right. Every, yeah. And it's like... Bitch, no. You know, it's so yeah. difficult because sometimes you come there and you would come from a country that's so much worse. Like, yeah. nobody migrates because, you know, they're okay in yeah. their land. They do it because they ha- they don't have money, resources. So you go and these illegal immigrants are the first ones that want to be legal and want oh, to pay yes. taxes and want to do everything correctly. But if the government puts so many obstacles and you have to live for years with no documentation... It's no fun for the illegal immigrants. Like, oh, yeah. it's not fun for them oh, because yeah. many people have this view that when you're illegal and you're not paying taxes and you want to avoid being legal, it's like, no, everybody wants to be legal and do things right. But some governments have many obstacles for oh, people oh, to, oh, you know. Of course they do. I mean, I, I, I like that you're explaining this in such a diplomatic way <laughs> because this we're, we're in a podcast and we're like going to stream it to like yeah. the audience. But you like you don't have to defend illegal immigrants to me yeah. because I personally couldn't give less of a shit about yeah. someone living illegally in a country and the many reasons why they have no choice but yeah. to but be you know, illegal. After you know, Trump and all these biases that people uh, would have, like and not even with Trump, like I can put that guilt on him because all the people that voted him already fought like him. Like yeah. Trump didn't put those ideas in the minds of people. But there is a association typically that illegal immigrants want to steal, want to take your jobs, want to, you know. But usually yeah. we would do the jobs that no Spanish person yeah. would want to do. Like yeah. my mom, she was a cleaning lady yeah. and she had to accept a salary that no Spanish cleaning lady would accept. But you have to do the things that you have to do and wait for the 
you know, legal process to accomplish itself and for the government to give you the papers. And in London, uh, just speaking honestly, we couldn't do it. We were living and waiting on all these, you know, government places. We would go there and ask for the documents and it was impossible. And we had to leave because my parents didn't want me to keep living that way. What we'd be always afraid to be deported, you know. Yeah. So they worked for some time and we just came back. But you you uh, you went to school for a number of years in London, right? Yes. Do you have memories I of did, that? I, I, I thought you wanted to ask me, how did I do it if I wasn't legal? Because I do not know. Sometimes <laughs> I ask myself, like, do I have a fake passport? Yeah. Was I French? Yeah. What was going on? Like, I do not know. It's so interesting because you could see how desperate people can come with desperate ideas. And, you know, yeah. like, you can just survive. I do not know how without legal papers I I'm was I'm sure school. they didn't ask that many questions but like they in had the, to like social security what is it, what's oh, your passport i don't know maybe it's because i was cute yeah <laughs> but, but so um, but you do you went to you went to school in in london for a number of years do you remember where in london you lived because i'm i remember that place we went together with those i don't remember how that oh uh, yeah it, like the near the barbican yes yes okay like but we east also, london yes yeah. exactly but also we changed houses so many times i think it was like welcome to four, london four or five times per year yeah yes that's just my first two years in london like every every four months i was changing houses it's really bad it's really, yes. really bad yeah um, so in our cases, it was, yeah, because many times also there's an issue with the housing that the people that are renting you the house, when they know that you're an illegal immigrant, they can take a very big advantage of you of course. because they know that, you know, and even if you're with a kid, it's even worse because they would just say from one day to another, oh, the rent is like five, 50 pounds more. What are you going to do? Like call the police? Yeah. <laughs> call Ghostbusters? Yeah. No. You're going to so sue them? So we would just like pack and go. But, oh, um, no, that's so fucked up. Yeah. And uh, also once we lived in a house of an owner of a sex shop, that was very interesting too. That sounds fun though. Unless... My playmate was, um, how do you say it? Muñeca in Chable. <laughs> right, right, right. Like your your toys were like an not inflatable like, doll. Like your favorite like, doll to play with was an inflatable doll. Inflatable yeah. doll. It's yeah. not like I was surrounded by dildos. No. <laughs> no, no. Everything was like tucked away. But I would find stuff no, while my yeah. parents were working like you, porn, yeah. and I would, <laughs> I would dress the doll with yeah. my clothes. Yeah. And which were a thong and a no, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, in my clothes because I was little and she was little, yeah. And um, I would play with her in the street while my parents yeah. were away, and the neighbors came and knocked on the door and they were like, What's wrong with your kid? Like, what are should we call social services? And my parents got really upset with me. But because I thought she was just a doll, because right. I asked my mom, like, why is her mouth open? And she's like, she's surprised. So you actually, I thought you were telling me a joke. You oh, no. actually played, so you, you... Anastasia was her name. You played <laughs> with an inflatable doll yes. as a kid, thinking it was like a baby doll. I, well, it wasn't a baby, like it was yeah. a grown <laughs> yeah, inflatable yeah, yeah. doll. So I was like, I'm going to dress her, she's naked. It was like a baby, like, on a porn title, like, dick baby, yeah. Yes. It was a babe. I it was wasn't a baby, a, it was a babe. Eye yeah. candy for the pedophiles Wait, in the neighborhood. So how do you get it? Because I'm assuming your parents didn't purchase it from the sex shop. It, it, it was no, because, because like the landlord guy, had it laying yes, around. This guy, he was the, he had like an owned a sex shop or something, so he had many things like that around the house. Was he like a living landlord? Yes. Or, and he would smoke so much fucking weed. And yeah, it was so crazy. And I was like, oh, Cinderella, and I put it in. It was not Cinderella. I watched it till the end, though. It was fun. But I was like six years old or seven-ish. And I'm like, Mom, I watched Cinderella. She's like, we don't have Cinderella. This like, is yes, amazing. We do. I mean, it's terrible for, for a kid. But, you know, tragedy, back, yeah. tragedy plus time. Great yes. podcasting. Yeah. Yes, you're welcome. Oh so my many God. stories. Yeah. You've never told me this story. You've never told me that. I you're, was waiting for a podcast. You're, <laughs> you never told me that the doll that you played with as a child was an inflatable doll. She was an inflatable doll called Anastasia. Oh, of course. The last princess of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I played with her. And sometimes, yeah. like, I would dress her and my mom would go to pee and she would see, like, this creature, you know, with my clothes and she would get so fucking scared at night. But it was an interesting time period for me. <gasps> also, oh my God, I would go to this place called Three Corners in London. Okay. It was a place, a park, a special park where they 
parents would leave their kids um, while they're working. I'm going to contextualize this. You know, I come from like, Ukraine. Like uh, childcare. Yeah, 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 and there yeah. are no black people in Ukraine. And right sure. now there's like, I don't know, 0.0%. Yeah. Like there's no black people. Sure, sure, sure. So for me, when I came to London, it was the first time I would see black people. I know this story and Should I can't I wait to it? hear it again. Should I tell it? Yes. <laughs> but uh, the teacher, he, he, his name At was Vincent. Care, yeah. yeah, amazing guy, like... I have so many pictures, like analog pictures with him because I, w- I went there for a year. But the first time I saw him, I was fascinated because he had dark skin. And that afternoon when my parents came, he took them to the corner and he's like, Karina, such a cool kid. She's so sweet, so nice. But please, please tell her to stop calling me Vincent Chocolate Head. And uh, that was that was my parents' reaction. Like, oh my God, we're so embarrassed. We're so sorry. Like, she's just stupid. Vincent. And Vincent Chocolatehead. So oh he was such a cool guy. My parents gave me the talk that afternoon yeah. that I could not. But I'm like, he's like chocolate. He's real. You know. That yeah, that's a culture shock. That's so real though, because I feel like um, I have a similar like. This is really embarrassing as well, but like Spain. It's not the most diverse country, like in. I think so, or depending where you go. I feel like well, let me let me rephrase that. Where I grew up in Spain, yeah, it's not the most diverse <laughs> place. And even if like we have immigrants, like we and like in especially like here in Cartagena, like there's a huge there's a lot of like immigrants that come from Morocco, mm-hmm. and like uh, there's a lot of Chinese immigrants as well, mm-hmm. like. Um, still the very segregated communities at least when I was growing up because now I come back now and then and I see like I see them in school like the kids of like families of like different backgrounds playing with each other Mm -hmm. it's more normal but when I was growing up it's very segregated and also growing up in this country this is my embarrassing confession to make you feel better about what you just told me oh I feel good like I don't feel bad okay so then I'm not going to (laughs) tell anyone this is my embarrassing confession is like Growing up in Cartagena, Spain, I never met a Jewish person. Okay. So I thought that it was like a fictional thing that only exists in like American movies. What? You thought Jews don't exist? I thought it's like, this is like a fictional thing. Like, I didn't even understand. Like a fictional race? That is made up. Or like a historical thing, you know what I mean? But I didn't understand like... What age are we speaking? This is where I need I, to... I will not say. Till 18. Until <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. But then um, when I moved to London, like, well, like, I feel like this is embarrassing. I'm going to keep you in the podcast. Like, I never, like, I never really like, uh, like, I never really like made friends with a black person until I moved to London mm-hmm. I never really met like a Jewish person in the flesh until I moved to London but can I just say something it's not yeah. like your objective in this world have to be you know have a united colors Benetton no. group friend the thing sure. is like we live in places where either like maybe a Spanish yeah. person would say 10 years ago like I would never have a Russian friend or Ukrainian friend but because you don't have them around yeah, you yeah. you know I think yeah. there was in my school where I grew up in Cartagena there was no black person, not even sure, one. Sure, I know, not I know. Even one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in London, there's so many more black people and it's more normal for you to yeah. get... Like, well, it's a big know. city, it's a yeah. middle place, and it's in a country that is somehow, like, ethnically diverse as mm. well. So it makes sense. But yeah, of course, like, I'm, I'm just saying this is embarrassing because, like, I feel like when you travel um, and you learn, like, so many different things, like, it really puts things in perspective yeah. right and it makes you think like and it almost like in a weird way like like he he gives you almost like empathy for like the person who's like a racist ignorant it's like oh i was a racist ignorant i was no, like but it's not like you were avoiding jewish people it's you know oh, there's yeah, a yeah, difference yeah. between ignorance and hate no also, but like you know? like colin, colin vincent like chocolate head vincent is like that's the thing i i would think first of all i was six years old <clears throat> second of all i i wasn't i was an idiot i could you know yeah how would i know sorry I'm, i don't know why I'm no but i was like yeah, yeah i was six i was yeah. little i've never seen a black person before and also what do you think if i would have done it even if i was six yeah today do you think that vincent would have reacted no. <laughs> do you think vincent would have cancelled me as yeah. a six-year-old yeah but do you think like 
even he would be more sensitive to the issue and now he would have confronted it as if, oh, her parents are racist or like, oh, maybe she's not educated enough. But he was like so cool and he laughed so much about it. He was so cool about it. And now it was like a family joke, you know, that event. But sometimes I think nowadays, like what, how would that have turned out? I think that's a really interesting question because like, um, you know. If it would have happened today, you know, what would be the... I feel like... Would I be on the news? I don't know. <laughs> let's, 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 like, um, let's flip it around. Because, like, things like that, like, stereotypes, slurs, ignorant assumptions around, about, uh, around like, people that of, of, like, certain cultures or races, like, have happened to you as well. Oh, and yeah, to me, of course. Since I was an immigrant in another country. Of course. Um, so, like... Let's, like, let's talk about it, for example, like, what are some of the things that people might have said to you about you um, that you feel like is a stereotype or is or it could be conferred as like offensive, racist, that maybe and how has it affected you? Because you're, you're um, like you're asking the question of like, oh, how like Vincent was really nice about it. Um, I wonder if he would be the same way about it today. It's like, well, you have the answer because like, you've experienced similar things. Mm-hmm. Like, what about like, what, I mean, I know, I mean, I don't know what you want to bring into the podcast, but if if you can't think of anything, I, I will. I mean, I think the one that hurts the most, it, no, not the most, it, the only one that like irritates me a little bit is when all the like Slavic girls are associated, associated with prostitutes or escorts. Yeah. But then I'm like, many of them do that. You know, some stereotypes come from parts because many of them would have done it, but then many girls from many other races, you know, many other countries also do it, you know, are escorts. But there's this stereotype that most like Russian girls or Ukrainian girls are escorts or prostitutes. So I think that that one is the one that bothers me the most. But then that's the thing. Then I go to stereotypes they say exist because of a reason, you know? Like the same way would be, oh, Russian, so you drink a lot of vodka at home. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Hurtful? I don't know. Russian people do drink a lot of vodka. So, you know, there's this thing like, where should I get offended? Or because some people are ignorant and they just suppose from things that they have heard. And, you know, like in pop- popular culture, there's so yeah. many movies that you have Russian prostitutes, Russian escorts, yes. and people that haven't traveled or do not know any Russian normal girl. And they would just like watch these movies and they... Yeah. Per, you know, they formed this idea of what a Russian girl would be. Yeah. You know, or I think that, and when sometimes people would make fun of how you speak or the accent. Yeah. When I just arrived, but I think everybody does that with people from other countries. So. I yeah, don't know. that's fair. That's like fair. I never got offended. I think never. I would just laugh it off, like when people would ask if I have TV in my country or internet, or if we ride bears. If it's <laughs> like I would never, I don't know, I would never get offended. I would just laugh because I, I'm like, I would have never thought of that. Why would we not have TV? I want to see the Russian version of my neighbor Totoro, and instead of a bus cat, is a cat is a, like a bus bear. Bear, yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be nice. But I, I was, I was always thinking about that. I don't know what your opinion is on it, like stereotypes and cliches. I know they're hurtful because they can perpetuate. these ignorant ideas but at the same time i'm like they do come from somewhere yeah right i have a rule of thumbs that a rule of thumbs that i use in my daily life when i deal with stereotypes as a spaniard living in london which is a completely different experience and also like i don't want to like make the whole episode about that but I'll, i'll tell you quickly this is something that i've developed for myself um for my like which is i guess like to define like what I'm okay with and what I'm not okay with as an individual. Like, so it's, it's not like a rule that applies to everyone, but it's like, I'm okay with the stereotype if I bring it to the table. <laughs> yeah. That's and interesting. Can you put an example? And I'm not okay with stereotypes if uh, they're brought to me. So here's the thing. Um, I do improv comedy, right? Back in London. And, uh, and everything is improvised. So people can do like all sort of like really weird what you don't know what's going to happen on Mm -hmm. stage Uh, and we do a lot of characters and we do a lot of accents and we do like a French accent and we do whatever and I'm the only person in my improv team that's performing in a second language Mm -hmm. everyone else their first language is English Mm -hmm. like um 
like uh, like one person is Canadian, like has a different accent, whatever. But like they're all English, English is their speaking, first, yeah, yeah language, uh, anglophones, yeah. yeah. And um, and I feel like there was a bit of like nervousness around like oh, because we do like we do Italian and we do like we do an Italian accent. It's like like the worst, most offensive, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or we do a French accent, uh, and it's like the worst, most offensive one. And it's like, and I think there was a bit of hesitation around like oh are we allowed to do this Spanish one? Because, like, Pablo's really? in our team. And it was like, oh, you can all do it in a Spanish accent, I don't care, but you can make me have one unless unless I decide to have one. Because you, you can, like, let's say you start the, the scene and if by, by a piece of dialogue that you say, you say, like, oh, my God, like... Um, you know, you you endow me with being Spanish, mm-hmm. and you endow me with having a Spanish accent. Mm-hmm. Then I have to yes and what you say because mm-hmm. otherwise I'm trumping the scene. Yeah, and then I'm stuck in a scene where I'm playing a stereotype of a Spanish person. So it's like I don't want I don't want to be endowed with a Spanish accent. Yeah. So if you're if and you're, also you don't want to be like a stereotype you, of yourself or something yeah, like that. Unless I want to. Unless <laughs> no, unless it's my idea. But if, if you're all doing a scene where you're all like Spanish people, um I'm gonna be the British tour guide. You know what yeah. I mean? Or I'm gonna be the Yeah, the, it's logical. I wanna yeah. be the, the British waiter uh, like in Benidorm or whatever. Like I, you know what I mean? Like no like unless if I start the scene and I start the scene with like a thick Spanish accent. Mm-hmm. Speaking, then, like it's it was my it was your idea, and you put the I input. initiated yeah. it, yeah. yeah okay. And then it's okay. So I feel the same way about stereotypes. It's like I'm okay with stereotypes that I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a rule of thumbs with like I guess I use it for like performing and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But like obviously, it's different as you build a friendship with a person and yeah. you have a because like. Yeah, when you're very close with a person, you know exactly, hmm, mm-hmm. like what you, you know how you call it, how you like to call each other, how, yeah. what you like to joke about. Yeah, so that's different. But but remember the phone call that we had when you had a ex situation where you felt offended about something that happened with your nationality, like just recently in London, and we yes. had a phone call. Yeah, and Let's we spoke about, about that. that. And you and you also asked me like, what does offend you normally? And yeah, we would, yeah. We would touch on this on the podcast, and I remember I told you. I don't know, that's the thing, like, I don't want to export it on everybody else and say that's how things have to be, but maybe it's because of my personality or my family or whatever, or the things I live through, I don't usually get offended. Like, I always take it as a joke, or I would, like, laugh on the person that says it. But I know, I would, I don't know, but maybe, I maybe if somebody made a joke about the war, I don't know, maybe something like that. But while I was growing up... Yeah. Depending on like when we were living in London or 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 Spain when we just moved to Cartagena, incidents would happen to me in school, to my parents at work, but they would never. They would just laugh it off. I don't know, and maybe sure. I would see that they would laugh it off, and I would never take it personally. Yeah, I don't know. There was one instance in school where I would say, marijuana. This is in Spain, right? In Spain, yeah. in, in case instead of marijuana, right? And I remember that part where like all the class just stopped and started laughing at me and laughing and laughing and the teacher was so uncomfortable she's like guys come on it's not her first language yeah. and there and there i felt really bad but that was like you, bullying you know you that was, <laughs> i felt angry yeah so close to a school shooting that day <laughs> I see that what was, I mean. Like I, I felt a lot of anger towards Spanish people. <laughs> yeah, <moment>. <laughs> I know it's not a big deal, but if you mispronounce a word, and and like someone makes fun of it, and you feel embarrassed, like I mean, it's it's a wonderful ability if you can just laugh it off when someone you know, makes a joke at your at your expense. And I just remember it the whole life. At the moment, you know, yeah. I laugh it off, then I have nightmares about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's interesting. I mean, um, do you want to talk about, like, slurs? We don't have to, because we're talking so much. In Russian? For no. Russian people? Or slurs in general? Slurs that we were called in school, maybe. I'm using the word slurs because we're speaking in English and I guess it's a good word that encompasses what the words that I'm talking about. I was called just one slur always in school um, because it was the same girls. 
uh, Rusa de mierda. Right. It, I don't know how you say Translating. it. Fucking Russian. Or, yeah. you know... Or like shitty Russian, shitty Russian, and yeah, it was la rusa, rusa de mierda. That was it. Didn't How go so far from that? What uh, this is from age eleven upwards. No, that was like twelve-ish, thirteen. Right. With this group of girls that were like the cool girls. What? Okay, what did it? What? What were your thoughts on that at the time? What did you feel like at the time? And also. Are they different to how you feel about it today? Today I feel differently about them because most of them write to me saying that they admire me so much and they're big fans of my series, which yeah. is like, oh, it feels so good yeah. right here. It feels yeah. so warm. But no, but at that point, I feel like I was um, working through it with a defense mechanism where I would just think that I'm so much superior to the Spanish race at that moment because I thought all Spanish people were just so mean and so rude and so ignorant and I thought it's okay because I'm superior so it will pass you know that was my defense mechanism wow. but then I made friends with you with Merme with Coque yes. with everybody I'm like oh no it's just my school yeah. <laughs> you know because also it was like how do you say it in, in English I forgot the word like It was a school on the outside, like it was not in the center. Yeah, on the outskirts. Yes, exactly. Um, It was a very poor neighborhood. There was a lot of immigrants, but I was always the only Russian. Yeah. You know, there was people from Morocco and like, yeah, Arab countries, but, but I was the only Russian. So I was very exotic, I guess. And, um, and yeah. It wasn't, I'm not gonna lie, it was a difficult time because I was bullied, but also being honest with myself as if I'm in therapy. I think I was a really, like, I had a difficult personality, too. And I would I would have been bullied if I was Spanish. Because, you know, <laughs> honestly, you know, because I was, the you know, the teacher's pet and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I need to have the best grade. And I was like the Hermione Granger, you know. Yeah. I was Hermione Granger in my class, okay? <laughs> like, I, I would be always, no, I, I know this, that. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not me. your therapist, and but I, I wonder if there was a need of like being the teacher's pet um, as a way to fit in or... Yeah, because I couldn't make friends with kids of my own age. Also, this is because I always traveled around the world with my parents and I was always around adults. So until I was, until I found you guys, it, I couldn't connect with people my age. I always mm. thought that they were like stupid. And I could really connect super easily and I was really comfortable with adults. But with kids, I was like really awkward and just unbearable. So yeah. maybe I put my part in there also. And that feeling of superiority, you know, people would feel it coming from me too. Yeah, you know? but you needed it. It was your way of defending. It was a, it was a, you needed that, that armor to like protect yourself. You know how people would get bullied and they don't want to go to school? I would get bullied and I'm like, I'm going to be spiteful and go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like they hate bother. me so much. Oh, yes. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna give them reasons to yeah. hate me more every day. I'm gonna torture them with my company. Yeah. Exactly. I'm gonna make class be more less bearable just by my presence. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm gonna make it unbearable because they would think that I'm not coming because they bullied me so much. But I'm gonna come. I love that. <laughs> that is actually <laughs> such a good. Oh my god, you were such a smart kid. Yeah. Oh um, I want to. Oh, we've been talking so much we're, we're gonna have to cut down this but it's should fine. we do just two parts maybe we'll have to yeah but it's fine we're gonna keep on recording and then we'll edit and wherever we, we need to edit okay um, i still want to talk to you about like two more things okay um okay I'm it could gonna... be like a joe rogan four-hour episode People but then no listen. one's gonna watch it because i'm not joe rogan do you yeah. want me to take off my top and just record from what now? What are you waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I do it the first minute of the video? Um, you, like you briefly earlier said about like the stereotype of like Slavs are sluts. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, that's like a really... Slavs are sluts, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a good, because then like people are going to start <laughs> repeating it. Yeah, yeah, um, No, no, like, yeah, like the, the, the Russian prostitute stereotype, um, which is... And and you talked about like and you know in movies you always see like the the sexy slav or the Russian prostitute. Yeah. You happen to be an actress yourself. Oh, you happen to be a slav yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what do you uh, think? Yeah. How do you combine those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember, I told you I had a couple castings, and yeah. I told my agent I'm not interested in doing a Russian prostitute when it's the 
the Korean girl, the Russian prostitute, and the mafioso, you know, and where I have one line and when yeah. it's like the typical extra yeah. slutty girl around there. But, you know, I my last series where I worked for three years, I was a Russian prostitute. But that. because you have like an interesting story, it's like when Charlize Theron does the, mo- the movie about prostitutes, the, mo- the monster one, yeah. if, if there's a character development, if there's a story behind because there are Russian prostitutes that are trafficked and exploited. I love that role because it was a story of somebody who was kidnapped, prostituted, drugged, and she had to, you know, like, mm, survive that and come and, like, become a new person like a phoenix. And she had to overcome so many things and work for them. That's why it was so interesting. But I didn't want to be, like, another Russian prostitute in a bar scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because just because I'm Russian, they're going to give me those roles, you know. But for Hana, the role that I did in the series, it was so interesting because I thought that that's the way to fight with those stereotypes. That behind those roles, there are people, you know, um, that have suffered and, yeah, and that were trafficked or something. And they became who they were because of difficulties in their lives, you know. So that's why I accepted that role. Oh, yeah. And I also, I don't like... Can we just briefly mention like how like powerless the position of the actor can be like you're a cog in a machine a huge like entertainment like industry machine yeah. and you can only like do so much and you, yeah. you have like so so many interviews interviews with so many actors it's like I was given a shitty role and I had to like find the character myself within it yeah. so I could feel like I was like practicing my craft because like you know because that's what happens at the beginning of your career it's like yeah. they give you a role and it's like you're the Russian what can one I do with it? and this yeah. is your one line yeah. and you're like okay let's do some I'm mental sorry, writing yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and also yeah it was like two or three times it's not yeah. like I was thrown in my in my way a hundred thousand castings and I'm like no 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 it was just a couple of times and I just told my my agent like in case this happens before just so you know like yeah. I'm not gonna do it just explain it to the casting directors yeah. but it's as as you say I do not have the honor and privilege to have like a hundred scripts on my no. table and selecting Honestly, work. I'm not in that position right now as you get older and wiser and more experienced and more famous like because you are like for the in the past couple of years you've had like as they say like in talk shows like you've had like a home run like you've had a lot of projects in the mm-hmm. past couple of years mm-hmm. um and as you get like more as you as you gain a little bit more of power in the industry you earn the privilege of like you know making more speaking and choosing yeah. yeah for yourself yeah, yeah. but i never ever judge the people that no. have like or the ones that did commercials like i did so oh many commercials God. and i paid things to them like i paid rent yeah. thanks to them and I know there are actors that like look at you over the shoulder when you do commercials, and they prefer what are you to gonna do? Like, work at the bar, like because they want to, you know, it's the craft and the art. Like I would read Stella Adler's book, sure. and she came from a privileged family. She was fucking yeah. rich, and she was like, "I do not understand these actors that do commercial." I'm just like, "Boo boo, we do not have money." Yeah, you know, I, I wish we're not I could Lily Webb. We yeah. can't just be cast in, in a film with like Natalie Portman. And like, if you can be still like on set and meet directors, because many directors do commercials, but then they do movies, and many like Martin Scorsese did a commercial. You know, uh, so, Spike Jones. Yeah, um, so many. Very interesting Germany. people there, and here um, it's all Sophia about Coppola, who actually comes from like a privileged back- background and didn't need to, has made a lot of perfume commercials for Mark, Mark Jacob. Like, like it's not like. Yeah, like I have my personal view. I respect the people that are like I'm not gonna because it's many a snobbery of like. But also, many actors that are not rich and they have to work like in shops or in bars, they're just really afraid of what the casting directors would think of them if they do commercials because it's as if you're not like pure. It's not the word like you're dirty yeah. from because oh you did a Tampax commercial. How am I going to give you this role? So you know they prefer people that are not have not been seen in commercials because yeah. maybe it's something i know in america it's not like that like casting directors usually don't care no, but know. here maybe it's more I, I i honestly never gave a fuck and i just yeah commercials why would you the but the point that i was trying to make is like you are you you have had an amazing couple of years like professionally like um i've got a list here of like some really nice roles that you've done recently which is uh well awareness which i'm not sure if it's come out yet it's coming out in a couple of months now right. and it's coming out by yeah. the time this is coming out i hope yeah. so yeah i think it will come out you play ursula in awareness mm-hmm. um 
you play uh, Snegurochka in uh, the Three Wise Kings versus Santa. Mm -hmm. uh, Los Reyes Magos contra Santa. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you said it correctly. Um, uh, um, which came out like before Christmas here yeah. in Spain. Um, obviously, Hannah in like Self and Protect, Siri Bulleher. Um, you play an an nurse in Paraiso. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed that really good, really uh, very much. Uh, Eva in the grandmother, mm -hmm. uh, and then in this in the uh, Movistar's uh, series uh, Otros Mundos, you played uh, Lumit Latukov. A Russian astronaut. Yes. I love that. I yeah. Love that. It was so fun. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I did... died in space. I was burnt in space. <laughs> that to be given the opportunity to die, to die on, camera. Space. Yeah. Yeah, on camera. Um, but also, like, I can't help but notice that, like, I mean, Snegurochka is a character of, like, Slavic folklore, mm -hmm. is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, your character in Self and Protect, uh, Hannah. Is Ukrainian. Is Ukrainian, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Lumid Lazakov is Russian, Russian yeah. right? As the line awareness, do we know her? No, it's it's ambiguous. It's like, I think we're like... Yeah. It, yeah, it's just like, we don't... No, Ursula, I'm sorry. No, Ursula comes from a, Sla from a Soviet uh, right, background, right, right, Soviet right, country. Right. Yeah. Which makes They don't specify sense. which yeah. one, but because of my hair and, all, and yeah. everything. Yeah, which makes like, perfect sense. I mean, like, Christoph Waltz... Like, he's, like, playing, like, German guys, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, in movies, like, in, in English-speaking movies or whatever. Yeah. But I can help but realise, like, you're just Eva in The Grandmother. Mm -hmm. What was that about? Was, were you, like, were you Eva cast? Eva was from Canarias. Really? Yeah, because there's a scene where I tell Almudena Amor, she's the protagonist of the movie, like, yeah, I just came to Madrid from a Canary Island where I lived with my grandma, and Eva is Spanish. Do you just use your normal Spanish accent? Normal Spanish accent. Yeah. Paco was like, you're Spanish, it's cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just in, another girl, which was like so refreshing. In so the Canary nice. Islands, there's a lot of people with like blue-eyed people. You know what I mean? It's very. I don't. I don't know the reason for it. Yeah. How do you? Does it feel? You when that film? Were you were shooting that film? And when that film came out, you. I remember talking to you, texting with you. Mm -hmm. You were so excited. Um, obviously, because of the director, because of the quality of the film. But um, when I look at like all of the roles that you've got differently, like. It, it almost feels like the one in The Grandmother, La Abuela, is the one when, where they they were like, oh, like they could have cast a Spanish person and they didn't, they yeah. cast you. The thing with that casting was that Almudena and I, we were the last one for the protagonist, but he picked Almudena, which was an amazing choice. She's very talented and beautiful. Almudena and uh, she's the protagonist of La Abuela, of The Grandmother. Yeah. And she wasn't... Her name one. is Almudena Amor. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk about that as well. Yeah, and, uh, and so he, like, created a little... That role for me because he really liked me in the casting and he just, like, amplified that role and he gave it to me of the Spanish person. So it was really cool that he didn't feel the need to change it for her to be Russian. Yeah. Speak with, he was like... that was Yeah, that was really refreshing that I could just feel like just an actress, you know, yeah. on set and I could be Spanish, I could be from another country and it was just... It's about the acting, you know? Yeah. But I also, at the same time, I'm not going to lie, I understand those biases and I don't yeah. feel like it's racist or the industry is no, racist. I... You see me on the screen, you see that I'm not Spanish with that hair and those eyes because before I was blonde. And you could see that, you know, the the, the face, like everything, my surname that, you know, she's not Spanish. So I also can't ask the casting directors to like be blind I know, and, and I know. you know, deaf. And but sometimes it's like to be... It to is give, what it is. Yeah, to be given the a chance to play like Lumit Lagtakov. Like it's like you can make you feel proud and you know, like... Yeah, I love that. You know, yeah. yeah, but at the same time it's like, yeah, and I know you can't like... Yeah, you, you like you can't ask like casting directors to be like blind to the fact that yeah. you look different. You... And also, I never get mad when there's a Russian role, and there are so little of those. And I'm like, oh, I have to get this one because you know, like I'm Ukrainian, Russian, like I can get this one. And they end up picking a, a famous Spanish yeah. actress because do, also yeah. it's like this is an industry, this is a business, this is money. Nobody's doing favors to anybody. And this girl, she has like well, 10 million. Some people are yeah. doing favors. But she, this girl, she has 10 million followers. She's super famous. And it's more, 
business smart to pick her and not me. So in the first moment, it like really hurts. But then I'm like, it's not personal. It's business. So it's okay. Yeah. But I do know, I mean, you've told me confidentially. And if I haven't, I... If it's confidential, why are you saying it? Well, no, you've told me that. We've talked about this, like, that you have a, like, you can't, yeah. I mean, we, we just talked about it. Like, you have a bit of a desire to be able to do both. Like, I can play... A Russian character, mm-hmm. Ukrainian character, Slavic character. I can also just be like a girl from the Canary Islands. Yeah. And you've, t- I feel like, I feel like you told me like in one of our like conversations on WhatsApp or something like, you were hoping that you could get more of those roles yeah. if only. And is it Almudena Amor is the the your co-star in the grandmother? Yeah. She's also she also starred in. Uh, El buen patron. Yeah, but I've, I don't know how to say it in the end. I have I have it here, but there's no way I can find it. It's like the good patron, patrona's patron. Yeah, the good boss. The good boss. Yeah. The good boss, exactly. Um, so Amor also stars in the good boss mm-hmm. in an amazing role that you told me you you love so much. Also, we were so good. We we will show it in the cinema together. You told me. So did, were you up for that role? No. no. Oh, you weren't. No. Okay. Um, but um, but I think I remember you telling me like um, we we went to see it together. Yeah, yeah in Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we went together. And to I see think it. I feel like I have a memory, and maybe it's a made up memory, but like I have a memory that us coming out of the cinema and say like I would love to get a role like that. Yeah. Because it was such a cool role. Because it yeah. was like it was yeah it was almost like the female lead mm-hmm. where I, I, like you could you know you could they could have made the the film about like. Um, a female boss or whatever and then like that, that would also be a good role to have but in this specific kind of film there was like very like, and it was so funny she was like she had the balls in the movie and she was super smart yeah. and she that, she was, was like a, a like a modern like femme fatale yeah yeah, yeah 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 it was really really good um and you told me then um i think like i think i'm gonna dye my hair brown yeah that's you why said, I did it. Yeah. That's why you I told did me, it. I think, like, if they don't renew the series for another season, I'm going to... And gonna when t- I finish the series, I dye my hair. Yeah. I, I was, like, hoping that my life would change from that day. Yeah. It hasn't. It's literally the same. Yeah. And when I met my agent and I told her that, she's like, I love you, but you do know that you're still Ukrainian. No, yeah. like, we're What not, do you say to that? I'm Were like, you like, I know. Yeah, I know. But in, and inside, I was like, shoot, I thought that I would, you know, I would yeah. be able to... She would say, oh, now you look more Spanish, but she's like, have you seen your face? Like, you, look, <laughs> you look so Slavic. Yeah. But she's like, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. Like, it's a pity that you did it just because of that. And I'm like, no, no, I felt like I wanted to do it too. Uh, like, did I, you I tell like her that you, that's why you did it? Or, or she like, just in a tell. way, In a way, I did tell, like, I want to change my... Also, I was blonde, so blonde for 10 years, and I got a bit tired of that. And I said, I want to change, but maybe this way I would also get not more roles, but different roles, like yeah. the Spanish girls. And she said, she doesn't think so, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe I just, I, I don't know what your relation with your, um, with your agent is, but like, I don't know if, if it's something, because, because it's, it's happened before you did it in the grandmother mm-hmm. and you know that it's, it's something that you can do. Like you have the skills and the talent to do it. It's just up to other people to want to give you that opportunity. Like one yeah. person did it before. He, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I was also thinking like, what if I change my surname like to yeah? Dianne, was it what is it? Diane Kruger. Um, so many has changed their surnames in Hollywood. Like no, but Natalie, Diane Kruger is a German actress, right? Uh-huh. She was she was in a, in a she was famously in a Tarantino movie, I think. But like. Um, She's German and like, but she learned to speak with an American accent, and then she she does like she she will play American in almost everything, and then occasionally, like for Tarantino, she she played a German person, but it was like because it's Tarantino or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I don't know. But also like I'm basing Charlie what I have. Theron. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. She's she's uh, South African. Does she she learned an American accent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, but I was saying like also I'm by I'm basing that I get little roles because of my race, but maybe it's just because I'm not that good of an actress. I, I disagree. Know, I do not know that, but you know I don't want to make it all about race. Maybe I I'm disagree. Not, I'm not that good, and that's um, it. we'll see. <laughs> I have a last question for you. Okay. Um, 
which is uh, we were talking about like if they made we talked about this like off the podcast and I want to bring it to the podcast uh, so when you kill that person no um, <laughs> where did you bury yeah. him? Um, White Lotus season 3 like Dreamcast and storyline mm-hmm. well Dreamcast like with us actually like see if say White Lotus if they did a season 3 of White Lotus yes and they cast us what would be our storylines um, and then we, we said something, I can't remember what we said, it doesn't matter. I remember what I said about mine. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, okay, yeah, tell, tell me what you said about yours. I said that I was this Russian sugar baby <laughs> that lived with this American old dude and he was super rich. And also I was like pimped slash... I had this boyfriend that was pimping me out, but he was my boyfriend, and we were, like, trying to get this money from this guy. But in the end, I ended up falling in love with him, and it was not about the money all all along because the rich guy finds out about the boyfriend and me, and he leaves me. But I'm like, oh, my God, it was never about the money. I actually loved him. It was something like that. Um, I have to tell you, Mike White called me, and he said, but she's brunette. I can't cast cast her, yeah. So this is what I actually want to say about that is like there is a season three of White Lotus being made mm-hmm. and we we kind of know I mean maybe it will change but we kind of know what it's going to be about really yes it's it's it came out in an interview with the creator okay um, the season three of White Lotus is actually going to be about because uh, like it was like season one um, season one was about race like mm-hmm. season two was about sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and season three, he said, is gonna going to be about religion oh, in the East, specifically. Interesting. So how will you feel uh, but about... But East is very ambiguous. What yes. does it end and what Well, East? we don't know because it hasn't... It's, it's been recent as we're, speak, as, as we're speaking. He didn't specify what he meant by East. I don't think so. Okay. Or I didn't listen. I, okay. You know... I, my, the, I'm, I'm a one-man band here making this podcast. Like, <laughs> I can only do so much, so much research. But um, so, if it's going to be about religion in the East, how will you feel about being cast in White Lotus season three and playing an Orthodox nun? I would, for him, I would do a Russian slot. Like yeah, I don't care. No, <laughs> like but, anything that he would give but me. But he I asks would do. you. He says like you have to be a nun. You're, of course. Like, you, you're always going to be like covered everything except your face. Yes, yeah. of course. Any role. <laughs> and also, it's not. Any role. Actually, that would be really cool. I would love yeah. to do that. Yeah. How would I say no to him? Okay, we are approaching the end of the interview segment. Oh, do do that. Well, yeah, we're approaching the end of the interview segment. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with our pop quiz segment. <laughs> Welcome back to Confused Immigrants. It's time for our segment uh, that we're going to call Legally British. I object. We don't have a theme song yet, but that's what we're using. Um, <laughs> usually in this segment, we pet a confused immigrant with a token British person against each other in a quiz of questions pulled directly from the British Citizenship Test, which is the Life in the UK test. And if the token British person loses, they get legally stripped of their British citizenship and gets handed over to the confused immigrant. However, in this episode, we're going to switch things up a little bit because uh, we're recording this episode in Spain uh, with a guest who's an immigrant in Spain, not in, in, in London, um, who has had to take the Spanish citizenship test uh, in order to integrate in this country. Exactly. And I... I'm the damn full-blooded born Spaniard who's never even heard of the Spanish citizenship test. So this time I'm going to be the talking Spanish person and Karina is going to grill me with a series of questions ready to humiliate me by exposing my lack of knowledge about my native country. Take it away, Karina. Okay, what three cultures coexisted in medieval Spain? Is this a multiple choice one? Yes, you cannot Google it. I thought you I'm were not Googling it. I've okay. got sound effects. So, what three cultures coexisted in medieval Spain? We have A, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, B, Phoenician, Jewish, Muslim, and C, Greek, Christian, Muslim. 
This is this is mid medi- medieval. Medieval medieval Spain. Um, I'm gonna say is a Christian uh, Christian Jewish Muslim. Yes, good. Good, what, like it's hard. Good. Oh, that's from um, legally blonde. Yeah, because the because um, the segment is called legally British. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Spanish flag should only be used. A, only on official holidays. B, on all public buildings. C, only in acts of the Spanish government. Used for what? To wipe your ass? Like, I don't understand the question. Used, like, like erected on the... Used, just used. <laughs> for what? Do, do you have many uses for a flag? I've you... never used a Spanish well, they flag. they just put it outside. Okay. Yeah. But outside of a particular building, it doesn't matter. Okay, so what are the when three options? When can it be used? Okay. Only on official holidays. It has to be in all public buildings or only in acts of the Spanish government. It's either like A or C. I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say A. No, it's B. I object. It's on all public buildings, like Ayuntamiento, you know, everything. Yeah, like the town hall. Oh, shit. Okay. In Spain, Uh everyone pays the same amount of taxes. True or false? <laughs> well, I don't pay taxes in this country because I, I don't work here. Just give it a wild guess. Okay, okay. It's a yes or no question. True or false? True or false. But um, you're not going to be able to answer this, but I've got follow-up questions. Like I could try. Okay. No, because like maybe some... F- I don't know. Um, okay. Everyone pays the same amount of taxes. Uh, well... No, because it's relative to your earning. Like even yes, exactly. even the even the percentage. Like yes, exactly. yeah, no, it's false. Good, good boy. What? Like it's hard. What do you call in Spain the period of the Spanish literature extending from the early 16th century to the late 17th century? A, Golden Age. B, Silver Age. C, Platinum Age. I mean. I was going to ask you the years again, 16 to but the names of the options are so like outrageous that it can only be, and imagine that now I get it wrong, Golden Age? Yes. yes. How can it be Platinum Age? I love Platinum Age. Can you imagine? What? Like it's hard? All right. Next one. Who has more followers on Instagram? Irene Montero? Isabel Pantoja? This is a question from the from the Spanish citizenship test. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna explain. Let me explain. Yeah. Irene Montero. She's the minister of equality in Spain. Oh, thank you. I actually didn't know. That. Podemos. It's like a <laughs> leftist party. Oh yeah. Isabel Pantoja. She's a Spanish um, copla singer. But she's not on Instagram. She is. <gasps> Baby. Boo boo. Of okay. course. Belen Esteban. She's a Spanish TV personality, like from reality shows and stuff. Who has more followers on Instagram? Belen Esteban. Good. Of Who's it going to be? Irene Montero. <laughs> this is so fun. The main cause of depression in Spain is breakups. Okay. B, sickness. C, being a freelancer. It's being a freelancer. Yes, it's always it's international. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Like it's hard? One day I'll learn how to do <laughs> the sounds of the podcast. Okay. Finish uh, this phrase. Okay, I'll try. Of the Spanish ex-president, Mariano Rajoy. What my party has done, which yours hasn't, is A. Lower taxes. B. Lie to the nation. C. Many, many, many things. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What my party has done, done. Which that... yours hasn't. <laughs> Is lower, lower taxes, taxes lie to the nation or many 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 things? Okay, actually, actually, <laughs> I think I know where the answer is <laughs> because it's the only one that makes sense, even though it sounds ridiculous. Is many 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 things. It's lie to the nation. Oh, it's lie to the. Wait, what your party has done? What my party has done, which yours hasn't, is lie to the nation. <laughs> <laughs> did he wrong. really say that? Yes, he did. He got confused. He yeah, meant to say. Well, que no, no hacer yeah. es he meant to say. The other way around. 
Oh my god, okay. Let me give myself a wrong answer. I object. This is what should have like this is what should have come up when he was speaking. Yes. Yeah. And the last yeah. one, yeah. cherry on the top. Where can you find I'm listening. Where can you find the famous Paleo Christian monument? The Roman baptistry of the first century. Granada. Okay. Sevilla or Cordoba? I don't actually like I know where that's from. It's from a YouTube video. It's, it's just a link on the show notes, I guess. Yeah. It was the soundtrack of our childhood. Yeah. We were like quoting that video all the time. I don't actually know where it's from. I remember a quien le va a gustar el Batisterio Romano del siglo primero. <laughs> so the options are Sevilla, Granada or Córdoba? Córdoba? Granada. <gasps> I object. It's from Lagaria, which is like 10 kilometers from Granada. So how many points did I get? You got, I don't know that I was supposed to count. You said you one, two, Three, four, five, five from nine. So you passed the exam. I passed. Pass. That is so unfair for everyone. You passed. Yeah. You still get to keep your nationality. Oh, shit. Aww. If I had lost it because you already have Spanish nationality, yes. who will you give it to? Because that's what happens. If you already have it, you, you get the right to give it to someone. I would ask worthy. if I could get the British one instead. <laughs> you would take away the British one. That's so smart. Yeah. <laughs> If I could do that. You can't have it, though. Did you like the questions? I, they, they were so good. They were really, oh, really fun. thank you. I was going to do more fun ones, but look, it's already been one hour and seven minutes. They are very fun, though. Um, I'm going to close the show then. Uh, that's the end of our show. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for more. Um, thank you and goodbye. You have to Just that, that simple. Go fuck yourself, you have to read that. Thank you for listening, guys, yeah. and see you in the next episode. Goodbye. <laughs> You're <laughs> such a cunt. <laughs>